salutations, hello ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, and welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm DJM, I'm also David, my co-host is Jack, who is also Jack Noir, who is also Jack Dalton Alistair. What's up, Jack? I can barely freaking contain my amazement from what we're about to speak of today. I'm actually very excited, but I'm also not excited about the content. (laughs) You know, I I was recently on uh, Third Seat by the Window with our buddy uh, Bugman, guest on the show, uh, and and his buddy Raggedy Man, Chris. uh, And I was talking about how... Oftentimes, I feel like anime fans and anime Twitter communities and anime podcasters all too often uh, lean towards being a little negative, a little angry. And here on the old APOS, we, we try and bring a little bit of positivity to the Japanimation and the Japanese stuff we talk about. This is not going to be one of those times. Not at all. <laughs> Not in the least. Well, there's one story. Yeah, <laughs> there's one, 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 just one. Yeah, one. But other than all that, right. no, we're we're gonna we're gonna be given all sorts of hot takes and all sorts of nerd rage, Jack. So I'm hang on I'm to excited. your butts, everybody, and get Let's ready see. to add us at Twitter and just just tell us why we're wrong or why we're <laughs> right. Let Let's all Please. get pissed off together. Please let's let's have it be why we're right. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear about how I'm wrong about this. <laughs> yeah, th- this this first story coming in. Um, just just saw this earlier today. Actually, there was a, a little dust up from a new anime called Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, it's being simul dubbed by uh, the big Funimation, and apparently, uh, it made some questionable choices in the dub starting off. Where one character, apparently, and again, this was just coming in hot off the presses, where one character in the show that was originally a lesbian was written and redubbed to end up awkwardly saying the line, but I'm not into women. And this mm. got, this got the, the Twitter anime fans a little upset. Got a little upset at Funimation, uh, whomever was the director. And everybody started talking about Funimation like it was 2002 again. And everyone started cursing dubs all over again, Jack. Uh, and it was just, mm. it was like we turned back the clock and everybody hated Funimation again. Y'all, okay, first of all, this this is entirely comparable to the whole prison school thing. Ah, oh, God! I know. I'm sorry. I triggered. It, I should have trigger warning. It but it's keeps the same coming up on every show. It's the God same kind it. of thing. It keeps happening, man. This is the same. I mean, it's not. It's not. Uh, it can. I haven't seen any of it, so I don't know how inherently offensive it is. But why are we caring about this? This. This is okay. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I'm sure if you know what it is, you've seen. You. You know. Already, it's been thrown around every social media you can possibly think of. Just this trailer of, oh, dragons? Dragons are different. It means D-cup here. And it's just this tiny little blonde twin tendere girl in a maid outfit. Because of course it is, David. This is the universe we live in right now. That's what it is? 
Yes, it's nothing I'm, to be a. Sh- Why is everybody caring about this? I'm so incredibly disappointed. I was expect. I was actually expecting like dragons, and maybe like a dragon that could transform into a maid, which would be mildly amusing. Well, but. it was, but it's uh, it's more about the D cup, as you might understand. But uh, I follow this really cool Tumblr called uh, Bad Character Designs. Even if you don't have a Tumblr, highly suggest if you're interested in that kind of stuff, take a look at it because the person is number one, not a hundred percent serious all the time. And if you are an artist and you go mad by just kind of staring at a computer for ages. And you know, you know that you need to do that so you cannot kill people. And uh, they have a fantastic whole thing about, oh, this just has the most boring design aspects of a Western dragon and an Eastern dragon mixed together. And it's just a, the, the trailer is a mess. That's all I've seen, but I see it everywhere. And the caption is this super cheeky, this is a dragon in Japan. Is anybody else even trying? It's like, no, fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a great person, but don't do that. You're making me mad. You don't have to be cheeky about it. You can be a decent person and not, not, not do this. Don't just piss people off like this. <laughs> oh, God. So why are they? Why does Anna Twitter have to do this, David? Why do we have to fixate on the, the these these kinds of shows? Because Anna Twitter with few exceptions, is every bit the weird weeaboo stereotype that we all secretly know that we are. Uh, So many of us are obsessed with boobs and butts, and we get a giggle out of it because we're But in 3D! How many times have we said it on this show uh, about 3D over 2D? But... You can I'm, touch things like that. You don't have to buy a mouse pad. You can buy a ring and put it on. Did a little throwback there. Long, long, long time ago, Destiny's Child. But come on. Just put a ring on a human being. Not a DS case with an image of waifu on it. This doesn't... And a Twitter. Come on. Well, I I think not only that, I think that they got upset because of the fact that they took a character that I guess is a lesbian and turned her straight. And, you know, straight people in anime and straight people in the anime community. Like I said earlier on Twitter, uh, I'm going to be convening a council of the kind of like how you have the council of 12 of PlayStation Vita owners. Uh, I'm going to be convening a council of the seven remaining straight dudes on Twitter that talk about anime. Cause I'm pretty sure there's probably only about seven of us left and everyone else is mostly queer. So yeah, pretty much. So yeah, yeah. I think that's why. The 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 gayness. I mean, first of all, we have another anime to talk about right afterwards that I will spearhead the conversation of. That also has gayness. Like gayness is popping up. Uh, I never saw anybody complain when Hitalia was huge, and none of the characters were straight or, or gay. Like they all do gay stuff, but presumably, and I don't know why. Like it didn't get cast in or, or why why sweden wouldn't get you know incredibly offended about this but then again i don't know how 
easygoing or offended easily that the Swedish culture is, but apparently the only a- actual character uh, was the, the one that represented Sweden. Like, everybody else was just a dude that went into questionable situations, and wait, nobody what? complained. Yeah. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that in the dub of Italia, only one of the nation's characters was homosexual? Oh, no, 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 no. This was, like, that, that was pretty much, like, how the, the series was itself. Like, that's the that's vanilla Hitalia. Uh, nobody that. complains because it's okay. It's more important to be gay. There's there's a huge bias here with Anna Twitter and with this, you know, uh, huge uh, LGBT community, which is fine. I mean, it's fine. It's awesome to be gay, but it's not more important than being straight. Nobody was complaining when Funimation had a line in the film that went, they love each other sexually. Like, come on, guys. That's like a, it's the same kind of thing. It's a throw joke that, like, you know, changes something from the source material. I would, like, that would be what I would consider, like, that's the argument they're going to make of, they're changing the source material, not they're erasing gays, because if they were actually uh, upset about source material, then that would have been an example from, I don't know how long it's been, but Hitali is like a relic now. But yeah, no, it's the whole thing of, like, no, gay... Uh, greater sign uh, than straight and that you know that's just not true there's there's an equal sign there should be an equal sign in your mind and that just doesn't occur to people not to a lot of (sighs) anime fans these days it seems like and I guess that's why people got upset Um, I guess also because they want to say that's how the character originally was Um, Mm -hmm. but if if Funimation really did mess that up that significantly, where they really did kind of totally change the character's orientation, if that's the case, then yeah, okay, we're we're throwing the penalty flag on Funimation because it's Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I don't care. Do you care? Not entirely. But... No, I. You know, if it were like. I don't know if they did the same thing with Yuri on ice, you and me, we didn't like it. But if they were like, Oh, I'm not into dudes as animation would play where their faces are two inches from one another. I'd probably have a problem with that because it's more obvious, but like with these kinds of moe blob animes, David, can you even tell that there's, you know, they're, they're hugging each other. Everybody's blushy all the time. And, Boobs are being groped, and the characters are usually with little to no uh, variation straight, because then uh, Baka-senpai comes up, and he's totally not... He's totally something, and they sure want to jump him. Or he's gay. Or he's a total pervert, because, you know, he, he looked over one time for a half a second... And that oh, makes Baca. him a, a, a right. <laughs> I don't even know if there are any male characters in Kobayashi. Like, there were clips from the show in the trailer after they had their whole big, oh man, it's a dragon, but now she's got D cup. They had a couple of clips of cutaways of uh, different clips, and I don't think I saw a single masculine looking character. Maybe there's that one that looks like a chick, but. 
turns out to be just a really fun guy with weird hobbies, because that's also a trope. I don't know, man. Anime sure is a thing. This (laughs) remember that anime is a thing. Uh, (laughs) That that was fun for a minute. Uh, Okay. Boy. Next story, because it really doesn't get much better. Uh, (laughs) You you found this one. Um, Non non biori, Jack. What's up with this one? Well, as you can probably imagine, the fact that it's got a non-translated title, uh, this is a super, super incredible anime that is very accessible to people who aren't necessarily thrilled about Japanese school. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. It's about a first grade student who thinks that she is uh, some kind of a weird abomination of nature. And she looks like one of the characters from Lucky Star. So, you know, that's a plus. Well, we at, least have at, least it's a, at least she thinks accurately. At least it's accurate. Uh, yeah. Now she uh, I mean, when your eyes are that big and you are an Asian of Asian descent that <laughs> I'm going to stop. That's right there. <laughs> That's at Jack but, uh, D. Tyler D. on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> but uh, there's something kind of interesting about this anime, David. Uh, this is kind of picking up buzz as a comedy slice of life. It it could be that they purposefully made this character look like the last big slice of life uh characters because you know they they want to they want to aim for that spot of what's the biggest nothing show right now because in the 90s it was Seinfeld in the 2000s it was Lucky Star and now looks like it's shaping up to be non non biori uh yeah it looks like this came out in 2013 but you're saying it's getting buzzed now yeah yeah i've seen just a constant stream of more and more it's like when uh mob mob psycho 100 came out and everybody just jumped up and made a bunch of clips to show off the fights and all the big significant scenes this is kind of like rising which is really weird and um oddly enough for it being you know a slightly older anime because you know basically three months is a year in anime time now uh <clears throat> there's actually a character that is a canon lesbian, or at the very least has some kind of a puppy love crush on another female character. Quoth uh, Wikipedia, she is quite tall for her age and has a crush on Komari to the point of frequently sewing various plush dolls of Komari to decorate her room with for a character named Hotaru Ichijo. And David, let me give you a little uh, little taste of one of the various clips from this show because I was uh, told by a friend who I love and respect and never wanted betrayal from that uh, this was good and I didn't see the thumbnail so I didn't immediately smash his phone in two. And he hands me his phone and when the clip loads uh, our amazing intrepid main character Renge Miyakuchi uh AKA the the one poster child from Lucky Star. She uh she goes around and uh she keeps breaking stuff and she's just oh, I'm a mother. It's just terrible and awful. And one of the older girls 
just this nondescript one with brunette hair comes over and says, hey, you think you're a monster because you're always breaking stuff. Well, I can break myself. And then does the finger trick. You know, the one where it looks like you took your thumb off. (laughs) That's amazing. Did, Did this blow their minds? I hope. Yes. As a first grader, she freaked the fuck out as the kids might say and uh for some reason the scene the the cut that they made to the actual finger trick was really fluidly animated for no reason it was really it was really bizarre but other than that everything was really nondescript but that was a, kind of a highlight of it and and then they went around and everybody could do it she was freaking out more like everybody's breakable it's weird but that that's basically if if that's your cup of tea out there, that's fine, because at the very least, you're putting your eyeballs on this and not Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I, I'm sorry, like, like Keijo, I'm going to judge people for watching that. I'm going to. I don't care and if the character design is cute, which it's kind of not, because we've seen it before. I'm and judging. I don't really care how self-referential the show is and how self-aware it is. That doesn't make it okay. Mm-mm. No, sir. But you know what I really like, David, about anime? What? What's that, Jackson? I really enjoy when there's a series or some kind of an IP, and there's, you know, this really nice animation studio, usually Bones, and they make a really nice 120-minute animated film. And I'd sure like to see those in theaters, but boy, people sure don't do that, do they? Well, Jack, the times, they are changing, because there will be a time in the not-too-distant future Courtesy of our buddies over at Crunchyroll, this is not an ad, uh, there is going to be something called Anime Movie Night. Uh, Jack, you're probably aware, as we've talked about on previous episodes, and you'll see other places, that periodically there will be anime movies that will get uh, limited theatrical releases across the United States. Uh, now, Crunchyroll is going to be uh, taking part in this, along with the help of chaos connect and screen vision media uh that they will in april start doing a number of theatrical anime movie nights in movie theaters across the country uh and they seem to be doing a few different things called uh a couple of anime that have come out rather recently nanbaka bungo stray dogs blood of wars and soul buster just to name nanbaka is hilarious Nanbaka is, is hilarious. It really is. Um, I had a little bit of a hot take on it before because I was reading uh, what they had of the manga scans on Crunchyroll, but then I started watching it. And first of all, it's a colorful feast for your eyes, and it's that's excellent if you just want to watch moving colors. But you can also watch something like Space Patrol Luluco for that. It's it's basically Amber Jail, and I think I said that before, but. You know, more news at 11, made it at a later podcast. It's hilarious. <clears throat> Just all that kind really? of gag characters and such. Because I remember seeing weird. Nanbaka uh, on the Crunchyroll f- uh, fall preview special. And just, it, it was in that moment where we decided that it's in season that it was time to take a break for the fall. 
when I saw the the preview for Nanbaka on the Crunchyroll preview special. That that was the moment. Like I'm I'm not even being hyperbolic or trollish here. When I saw the preview for Nanbaka, it was yeah, we're skipping the fall season because this is all garbage. But okay, I will I will take your word on that. And this is something that I always like to do. Uh, I've been fortunate to live in places where uh, smaller movie theaters are relatively easily accessible. They're they're not more than a 20-minute, half-hour drive. So I've been able to see anime theatrical releases. I've been able to do this type of thing. I also uh, frequent an anime club where they have movie nights or they'll watch a series uh, for a few weeks at a time. So this is something that is going to be discussed in the future. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Crunchyroll is a brand. It's a name. It's something that people recognize. So I think this is good for anime. It, it gets more eyes on the medium, which is always a good thing. It's hashtag support the industry, and I don't think that's ever a bad thing. I think it's interesting that they are picking a couple of TV series. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, I guess they'll be showing a few episodes at a time, which is kind of how they do it at conventions, uh, in, in the video rooms, because everyone asks the question, who watches anime at an anime convention? Well, for the people that do, they'll usually show like four episodes or so of a series. And then depending on what they think, that'll be enough of the, enough for them to go to the dealer's room and pick up a DVD or two. So maybe, maybe that's the end goal. People will see these things in the theaters and then they'll buy some DVDs or they'll buy a Crunchyroll premium subscription. So maybe this is all for the greater good. I'm kind of surprised that Netflix didn't try to show television episodes in movie theaters before Crunchyroll. That's such a niche thing. And it is niche as much as, you know, it seems there's a growing support for anime. It seems like you know, kind of odd. Oh, an anime, uh, you know, an anime series kind of went on, uh, on the movie theater, on the silver screen, as the industry calls it, instead of, um, the latest, uh, Netflix mini-sodes or whatever the heck. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, that, that was my first saw television episodes. What? But, uh, that is honestly one of my favorite things. I know we talked before about stuff that happens at SAC anime and fanime for me of, uh, the big Jojo screenings. We just go through the whole thing on the West coast. I don't know how you do it on the East coast, but we watch the whole dang thing. Cause West coast, West coast cons get hype. I'll tell you, there was not a quiet seat in the Stardust Crusader screening room. And I presume the same could be said about, uh, kill a kill screening because they sure took their sweet time finishing up that series so we could actually watch <clears throat> something good what all right and i mean kill a kill is trash cool. is what we're saying kill a kill oh, is yes. trash kill a kill is trash and you know the, i fully believe that kobayashi's dragon maid with its uh dub treatment is going to be just just as bad maybe not going to have amount of crazy people well because of the whole debacle with the gayness, probably going to have the same amount of crazy people that are going like, no, but but female oppression. So 
it probably could end up just as bad, just because of that gaff. Interesting. And that's your anime social uh, experiment for the day. Uh, please write, <laughs> said Jack D. Tyler D. And just call me DJM. Uh, does does this open up a whole can of worms for that kind of behavior? I don't well, know. Jack, I think we've helped people this episode. We've helped people find ways to go out and enjoy anime, and we've reminded them to enjoy 3D over 2D. We're, we're helping everyone this episode. We're helping people. We're trying to help people procreate, prolong the human race, maybe increase the population, which they probably need more of in Japan. We're trying to bring people together, Jack. And I can't think of a better yes. way of bringing people together with something that I hold very near and dear to my heart, Tekken 7. And oh my God, it finally has a release date. And I'm so happy. Oh, you hype? How hype? I'm, I'm volcanically hype. I'm, I'm as hype as one can be while still keeping his clothes on, Jack. Tekken 7 will be released... <laughs> On all major current generation consoles, June 2nd, 2017, with its most recent iteration, Tekken 7 Faded Retribution. Now, there was a tiny, tiny bit of unrest with this release date because Kasuhiro Harada, the director of Tekken, had said that it would be early 2017. However, comma... He had also always said that he wanted to get as much of Tekken 7 into a complete 100% release as he possibly could. No DLC, no missing modes, no missing concepts, nothing missing, as many characters as possible on day one. And... He's always said that. He's been consistent about that. So it ended up being June 2nd. Yes, I have already pre-ordered because it's Tekken and I love it. Was so, there a pre-order bonus? Um, It's it's the character Eliza, uh, who was the uh, new character in the free-to-play Tekken Revolution. She was um, a very unique character to Tekken uh, in that she had projectiles. Uh, it in a lot of ways, could have been considered kind of an alpha test for the appearance in Tekken 7 of Akuma from Street Fighter, who uh, has appeared in the game, and he's full-on Akuma. Uh, for the Street Fighter fans out there, you will have your, your Shuriukens, your Hadoukens, you will have your Raging Demons, you will have Akuma in full Satsui no Hado. And, yeah, that that's going to be really cool and i look forward to mastering the matchup with lucky chloe and beating as many akumas as possible with lucky chloe because lucky chloe is this interesting hatsune miku-esque character in tekken <laughs> that western audiences did not take so kindly to mm. and i'm looking forward to using that character for the purposes of killing myself from high blood pressure from all of the salt. Spe <laughs> specifically from the Akuma players who say, 
they're only playing Tekken to play Akuma. I'm going to destroy you all. Because Just Tekken play is... Street Fighter. Well, they do. And then they're only going to play Akuma in Tekken. Even though he's in Street Fighter now. But it, I'm going to learn the Akuma-Lucky Chloe matchup obsessively. <laughs> and I'm going to destroy every Akuma I see online. Uh, there are other characters that, that I'm going to learn. Like Really, with Tekken 7, I'm liking all of the new characters that I'm seeing. Uh, Catalina, Claudio, Lucky Chloe, not Akuma. Uh, but so far, I'm really liking all of the new characters, and uh, and Kazumi Mashima, who is going to be kind of the centerpiece of the entire story and the Mishima family, uh, it is going to, they're making this look as though it will be the conclusion of the entire Tekken story arc with Kazuya and Heihachi and Jin Kazama and the entire Mishima family and the Devil Gene and all of that. They're They're making this look like... It will be a very conclusive point with the story bone in this game. And what I really like about this is that from day one, Harada has always said that they are taking everything they possibly can and putting it into the story mode. Because in recent years, some fighting games, uh, best example, the NetherRealm games, Mortal Kombat and Justice, they have put so much energy and resources into the story mode and now that they're doing this with Tekken, that to me is the kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, it has been out in Japan for, well, now two years, which which is kind of standard for Tekken. It's out in Japan for a while. They test it. They test it. They get it in arcades. They test it. They test it. They have it at some tournaments. They test it. They test it. And then it finally comes over to the U.S. as complete as possible. So I'm ready for it. I'm going to learn Lucky Chloe. I'm going to relearn Li Xiaolan and Huarong. I'm hoping my waifu Anna Williams is in it. And I'm going to destroy every Akuma with Lucky Chloe. And I'm finally going to learn the matchup for Lily. I can never beat Lily players, Jack. It's awful. I hate her so much. I'm going to learn that matchup because I'm sick of her. Uh, You know, back to the... Really quick, just kind of taking a call back to 2D versus 3D. Uh, I searched for both Eliza, because I was curious of what this awesome pre-order Smackeroonie was, and Lucky Chloe, and can confirm uh, cosplayers' first page of Google Image. And yes, still better than 2D. The cosplayers are fantastic here. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. This is, this is most excellent. And uh, y- you can also do a quick Google image of my waifu, my fighting game waifu, Anna Williams. Uh, that that you'll you'll pretty much get an idea of like my type, Jack, when you see Anna Williams. And same goes for the cosplay. And you you can also see why a lot of Western fans do not like Lucky Chloe. Yeah, that's exactly it's why I. Yeah. That's why I want to learn this character so much. I yeah. want to be that guy. Yeah, with Anna Williams. Uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for you, and I expect full uh, reports and everything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do not do not search for Anna Williams on on unsafe Google search because that is a lot of 
porn. And most of it is drawn, unfortunately. But I did find a cosplayer and I thought to myself, hmm, David, I, th- I had a suspicion because huh. I'm sure you have a taste in okay, good movies. Jack. Yes. So apparently, apparently I have the safe search on and you don't. Oh, <laughs> oh, well. Well, no. I mean, I try not to censor my experience, but I didn't expect to see that kind of intensity. That's a lot I, of I, really hardcore stuff. I didn't even realize that. I am just now realizing I had the Google safe search on me this entire time. So I'm I'm clearly not seeing what you're seeing. But yes, <laughs> it, in in terms of fighting game waifus, it's Anna Williams from Tekken. Uh, I'm sure you have a taste in good movies, but I'm I'm wondering if uh, there are any characters that were to your liking in Kill Bill, say all of the female cast. Well, yeah, Pretty of much. course. Yeah, yeah, of course. That it's very reminiscent of that to me, at least. And that's man, some great designs and everything. And you know, I might be taking a look at that, but I'll be holding out for um, either a nice handheld release, of course, or I'll be looking for uh, what they'll have for. PC ability. That'll be really interesting. Oh, it will be on uh, PC. It yes. will be on PC. Oh, marvelous. Marvelous. Okay. Yeah. They're kind of learning. Uh, really quick. Um, I'm following the news for Cuphead, which is an amazing hand drawn, hand inked, all this crazy stuff. 1930s style, uh, you know, Maxwell and Maxwell uh, cartoons, reminiscent of Felix the Cat, all those nice black and white cartoons. And they've pushed back production and pushed it back and pushed it back and pushed it back. But uh, once again, it's that it's what we always say, David. It's, you know, waiting for a quality product because you don't want something that's rushed because I believe it was Iwata. It might have not been Iwata, but someone, somebody said a a uh, rushed game is bad forever, but a stalled game will eventually be good. I and believe. this is exactly what Harada from Namco has been saying. He said from the very beginning, um, which everyone knew he was really throwing shade at Street Fighter and how the release for Street Fighter V went, he's been saying since the very beginning, we're going to take as much time as we can to make sure everything in the game is right. And we promise we will have as much as we possibly can with as little of the DLC and day one crap as we possibly can. And so far, he's kept his word. And that's awesome. Awesome. Uh, there's a, some more game-related news, and it's not necessarily uh, to do with an actual game. But, David, how familiar are you with Mega Man Zero-like Azure Striker Gunvolt? You lost me after the word zero. Ah. Azure Striker Gunvolt is basically, I used a little portmanteau like most people use Brogue-like. It's it's pretty much like Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero kind of things. It's this really nice 3DS game. It was pretty much, like, I think I bought it for a song, like five bucks probably. And really nice sprite work, fun gameplay. Need to finish it because my backlog is huge, but I never quite finished it. But the characters, everything was cool. It was very much that cyberpunky adventure that you always think of, you know, your crazy powers and strange bullets. Very, very anime. It definitely lends itself to that. Well, 
this little indie number is getting an anime. And I think that might be the way that you can jump in on that, David. How's uh, your striker gun fault? According to uh, Anime News Network, there's uh, the game developer that made the game, NT Creates, apologies for pronunciation, started streaming a trailer last Tuesday for the anime. And the anime will debut this, this February 9th. And it's going to actually debut on the 3DS eShop itself. And there is an oh. English dub and an English subtitle version. Oh, and wow. I'm seeing a lot of new names on here. I'm not seeing anything that says Vic Mignogna as Gunvolt or, you know, anything like that. Laura Bailey as Monica. No, this is new people, new voices, because I got to tell you, David, just a small tangent when I hear Go. the same voice, I know I know where now, you're going. Like Please do it. Scream. It pulls me out of it. When I hear the yes. same voice actor over and over, it's like the Wilhelm scream. It just pulls me out of the anime. Now I'm getting tired yes. of it. We need new yes. talent. Yes, it's long overdue, and that caught my attention more than anything. The fact that this new anime will have voices and characters that won't immediately be Vic Mignogna, J. Michael Tatum, Christopher Sabat, uh, Todd Habercorn, Laura Bailey, Brina Valencia. I just rattled all of those off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. The fact that it will be none of those, like you're saying, oh, that's such a relief. That that <laughs> immediately makes me more intrigued. That makes me more interested. It really, really does. Incidentally, on the subject of Laura Bailey, she voiced the worst character in that Danganronpa Zero we talked about a couple podcasts back. And uh, it's probably the worst voice she's ever done. And she voiced Auntie. And she was terrible. Boy, howdy. If you want a good laugh, David, I will I will just say you need to watch. And for all of you listening, if you really enjoy bad voice acting and want to rag on it for once, this is coming from like... King of the dubs here. Jack D. Tyler D. is saying, no, this was bad, and it was hilarious. Uh, It's just this miserable Valley Girl voice. (laughs) It's awful. And for some reason, they have, like, a a line where she asks Queen because Tumblr, I guess. But no, Azure Striker Gunvolt. uh, Art looks good. Everything's exciting, uh, which is great because, like most games, this was mostly sprite-based, especially for the Nintendo 3ds they didn't uh you know they didn't take uh, any kind of high road of like oh we're gonna try and make high-end graphics on our not so high-endy uh console portable console so it i'm looking forward to seeing these characters with a little, little bit more detail that should be pretty cool and the game like i said is pretty cheap although it looks like they're gonna actually have a game based on the uh, the anime itself and possibly a physical copy because the game uh, the original game of Gunvolt did not have anything like that of the sort it was digital only on the eShop so I'm looking forward to following that that'll be really cool this and does the, sound cool and it looks cool too it this looks it's like very something cool and the game is really, really a lot cool. of fun mm-hmm. I I, I, dig, want the, I dig how this looks. Why weren't people hyping this instead of... I'm sorry. Let's break it down one more time for those listening at home. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Not dragon 
It's not Pete's dragon. It's not dragon then made. It is Miss Kobayashi's dragon made. No. Azure Striker Gunbolt. Next question. I'm definitely more interested in the latter. It sounds cool. It sounds like Vampire Hunter D. Which also sounds cool. Yes. Dragon Maid. That's something I'm going to drop my pants and go, whoa, I have got to get into that. No. And there's one last story for us, David. And I think this might be an interesting little, uh, little conversation for us because I think that this is kind of always on the wayside because of dumb memes that have to do with this kind of genre and with this anime itself. But there is going to be a third season of the infamous and beloved Sword Art Online. Yes. Season three. Sword Art Online Season 3, it's on its way. Now, this is a very polarizing show, Jack. I've seen countless things about this show over the years. I watched a little bit of it when it was on uh, Toonami for a little bit. And I I guess I just thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen. But what I've seen from Sword Art Online is that either you love it or you absolutely hate it, and you hate people that like it, and there's no in-between. And I'm just, I'm really fascinated by this, because one, the release was done uh, in theaters. The the actual announcement was done in theaters, and once again, uh, just like Crunchyroll, the premiere will be taking place in theaters uh, this spring. So, here we go. Another fairly popular anime that everyone knows. Very popular, very polarizing. Um, Jack, what can you tell me about Sword Art Online? What do you think of it? Uh, well, first of all, there was an anime. Uh, well, actually, it was a manga, and it was back in the heyday of Tokyo Pop. And, you know, all kinds of things were going on with the world of anime and manga. It was a new frontier. It was just the very cusp of being a little babby. And uh, this particular manga was called Jack. And this very particular part of that franchise, because it's not a series, it's a franchise, because you have all different kinds of hack, was Dot Hack Legend of the Twilight. Oh, Dot Hack Legend of the Twilight. That is my favorite. I have seen several different iterations of all the dot hacks and this is still my favorite even with the very very westernized yeah and and i i will admit though that it obviously has its problems i do not appreciate how incestuous that the main two are but i really liked the i liked the settings they had i thought that the scenery was really cool the plot of this mysterious escort mission was really intense and the cast was hilarious and fun and i liked the designs the most uh so i was kind of tired when more dot hack came out and it never stopped and then there were things like uh, sword art online 
And I will be fair with this next one I'm mentioning, haven't seen it yet, and I only hear good things, is Overlord. But it is that same kind of anime, massively online RPG uh, type of story. But they kind of twist it around, apparently. But they always twist that kind of story around, David. But apparently Overlord is good. But Sword Art Online, oh boy. It's the same kind of thing, presumably. It's very incestuous, but they're playing it straight. Because I believe in Legend of the Twilight, and this is my own opinion. I, and what I'm, I guess you could call it headcanoning, that I didn't really think that they were taking it 100% seriously. Which was another reason why I no, liked Legend of I, the Twilight. I don't think they were either. I, it I was still very don't much. Pass. No, Cause, no, cause I don't. No. I, I'm something of a dot hack fanboy, and there were times mm-hmm. where Legend of the Twilight was rough to sit through. No, absolutely. There are some weird things about it. Even like some minor stuff, like oh, I'm pretending to be drunk. Like uh, I don't know, man. That's a little. That's a little weird. That's that's what the kids call cringe behavior nowadays. But yeah, there are some things that were it's it's not my favorite, but that's my backstory of dot hack Legend of the Twilight. Woohoo! Everything else is kind of, kind of making me tired, and Sword on Online makes me tired. And uh, there's one particular thing that really came out of um, the community that I hang out with, which was how infamous the light novels that Sword Art Online anime is based off of. David, are you at all familiar with what I'm about to drop on you? Uh, Jack, uh, I cannot say that I am, so by all means, drop away. Well, is a uh, particular novel, a uh, volume of the Sword Art Online light novels, where just... The level of detail and description of sexual acts between Kirito and Asuna, Asuna, whatever, I don't care, in a sexual situation. And boy howdy, this is as competent as Fifty Shades of Grey. And I know that sounds... Go on! Like a common... It, it sounds like a common thing, like, oh, we're going to describe any pornographic thing that's incompetent as Fifty Shades of Grey, but boy, boy, howdy. I'm actually still searching for it because it's so infamous and everybody wants to talk about it, but then, of course, oh, no, oh, no, found it, Sword Art Online, extra chapter, nope, opened up the page, story not found. <laughs> What I will say is <laughs> the word moist is somehow expected to be sexual, and that's just a little tip of the iceberg. Boy, howdy, David. That, that was what we always talked about, at least in my circle, of, wow, really? Really? This is what happened? No. You, Why? You fuckers out there, you always default to the smut, don't you? You sick, sick bastards. This have to be this way. Rule 34 must be abolished. Why can't our ban-happy leader of the free world ban Rule 34? I'd be okay with that. I honestly would. I would too, 100%. But boy, howdy, I don't know about, I don't know about Sword Art Online. It's the same type of story 
but played completely straight. And it kind of the trappings I in scenery and listening to people talk about the plot devices and seeing stuff is it's kind of in the realm of not just that amount of we're playing it completely straight like every other anime, but they're playing it as completely straight as like Fate Stay Night, which is if uh, if every other anime is, you know, regular, regular theatrics, you know, it's just this kind of like, oh, we have, you know, we're playing Chernobyl, we're doing a Raisin in the Sun, then Fate Stay Night is Shakespeare Oedipus plays by Socrates and just all this dreariness and stuffiness that comes with it and the ham-fisted academics that shake their fists and enunciate as they declaim that they have a dagger before their hand. You know, I've always been interested in Fate Stay Night. I've always been interested in the Fate series because, you know, there is that super, super intensely pretentious side of me that that wants to be a serious actor. I've always been really intrigued by the Fate series. And what you're saying is kind of intriguing me about Sword Art Online minus the smut. Mm. It's uh. Well, for for another thing, Fate Stay Night, I will admit, has really nice art direction. Uh, not really so with uh, Sword Art Online. It doesn't have an art style that really fits it. David, if you've seen the kind of illustrations, I I uh, suggest that you now because it looks like the same type of animation style as that cutesy anime we just talked about a while ago with the finger gag with a first grader that is cutesy and slice of life and not meant to employ any kind of action. Why do you share moe blob, minimal nose, large eye, eye art style with non non biori? And I think the animation studio is also the one that did familiar of zero. Like they, they just kind of make the same. I don't know the name of the studio off the top of my head, but they sure like to make everything look the same. They really do. Uh, and I would say about Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero was pretty cool. I thought Fate Zero was interesting. That was kind of, uh, we're not going to go super deep into the mythos of Fate Stay Night. You still get the cool cast of characters. And the characters are cool. But some of the shit they say is fascinating on a on a level of, you just kind of want to sit them down and go, okay, honey, 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 hold up before you continue. Take a pill, have some orange slices, take a breather, and then tell me what's going on. Like, it's just kind of a, whoa, bitch, be cool, chill, we're gonna be cool. Uh, I, so I, I guess I guess as someone who truly appreciates diehard to maniacal levels of intense method acting like the likes of Daniel Day-Lewis and if you've seen Tom Hardy and Leo DiCaprio in The Revenant, mm-hmm. all of this regarding Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero uh, and the Fate series in general are things I've always found rather intriguing. So... I will check that out. Um, maybe I'll check out Sword Art Online and ignore the memes, because that's what I always do. But I'm looking mm. forward to this being uh, talked about, at least. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a weird thing. You're absolutely right about um, it being really polarizing, because I look at it, I'm like, uh, this 
this trash again. Like, it's definitely not on my to hate list. That's a very short list of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Keijo, uh, and uh, Kill a Kill. Like, I don't really hate inherently anything. It's not as offensive, but it's definitely it's definitely taken some of the some of the stuff that was unacceptable in dot hack and making it even more ex- unacceptable. So we'll see. We'll see, David. I look forward to either being vindicated or having another more uh, in-depth conversation about um, the things that you may have uh, found differ from the, uh, the opinion of people who are going, nah, nah, this isn't good. So that'll be interesting. That I look will forward be to your report on my desk. And double space your margins, young man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. But until then, this has been another episode of the anime podcast of some sort. I'm David. That's Jack. What have you got going on, Jack? Tell some people. What have you got? Boy, howdy. I've got a bunch of stuff going on uh, and uh, new ways that you can contact me if you haven't listened to a couple podcasts. Uh, you can always find me at Jack Deet on the twitter and uh, i just kind of pop in every once in a while open the door poke my head in say something about something that's on my mind that i just can't leave to myself and then i leave again but if you and then and then i will retweet or fame and say jack come on in stay a while hang out everybody jack's (laughs) here and everybody's like hey it's jack and then there's one person that's like "Mm," and then i punch them because hey everybody jack's here hey so follow Jack on Twitter at Jack D Tyler D. Convince Jack to tweet more, <laughs> but not as much as I do. People, I know I have a problem. It's at Just Call Me DJM. I know. I acknowledge. I have a problem. I am problematic on Twitter. I acknowledge it. I am aware. I'm working on it. I guarantee that when Tekken 7 and Star Trek Discovery and Injustice 2 have all come out and they're out in the ether, I will be tweeting so much less because I will have things to enjoy. I promise. But until then, at Just Call Me DJM, you can subscribe to the anime podcast of some sort in iTunes, in Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be aggregated. And of course at deltajuliatmike.com. And also, everybody out there, I want to give a special shout-out to one of my favorite content creators out there, Miss Jackie Hearn. Check out her Patreon. She does puppets. She does stop-motion animation. That's patreon.com slash JackieHearn81. Follow her on Twitter at JackieHearn81. She's one of my favorite people. I love her to death, so check her out, too. I will Jack? certainly do that. I oh, trust you. your judgment. Um, at least someone does. Jack, this has been another great podcast. Let's do it again sometime, shall we? Oh, yeah. Maybe bring a couple of friends along and see what they think. Hey, maybe we can. Hey. Eh? Eh? Stay yeah. tuned, everybody, for the next episode of the anime podcast of some sort. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.